Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Past Lives Podcast, and I'm your host, Simon Bound. My mission here at the Past Lives Podcast is to investigate evidence that demonstrates survival of the human soul. We look at past life memories, near-death experiences, spirit communication, and other incredible phenomena. To get access to the extended versions of the episodes, you can join the Past Lives Podcast Patreon campaign. And when you sign up for $5 a month, you get an extended episode every week. And for $2 a month, you get an extended episode every month. You can become a patron by going to patreon.com forward slash pastlivespodcast. Or click on the Patreon button on my homepage at pastlivesypnosis.co.uk. Also, when you book a past life regression hypnosis session with me and you're a patron, you get a 25% discount. And I'm offering a free consultation call, which can be booked on my website. Also, there is a Past Lives Podcast Facebook group, and if you'd like to join, you'd be very welcome. My guest this week is Annabella Cardoso. We talk about her book, Electronic Contact with the Dead. What do the voices tell us? This book is the culmination of 20 years of research into instrumental transcommunication. Annabella is a career diplomat and editor of itcjournal.org. We tried to record the interview through Skype, but the link kept dropping and we decided to use the telephone. The sound quality isn't so good, but Annabella is a great guest. It seems ironic that the subject of the conversation is communication through electronic devices, and it was the electronic devices that failed us. Hi Annabella, thank you very much for coming on to the podcast to talk about your book, Electronic Contact with the Dead, What Do the Voices Tell Us? This is about uh, EVPs and ITC. Could you explain to us what they are? Well, that particular book, which is the last one published, there will be another one coming out soon, but that... uh, particular particular book is really about ITC because, and I will try to explain, EVP messages is the designation commonly used for those um, voices recorded on any, on any electronic means, but which cannot be heard during the recording. They are only audible during playback. Uh, ITC is for more um, elaborate, more sophisticated um, contacts like um, computer texts, like images, like direct radio voices, 
and um, telephone calls, I would say also, and uh, this we call ITC. These contacts of this, at this level are supposed to come from a station in the next dimension of life. And this station, already Friedrich Jürgensen mentioned uh, the existence of a transmitting station. He was the great pioneer of, um, well, um, EVP and ITC because he, he also received uh, voices directly from the radio as uh, recommended by his communicators to put the radio on. So since then he started receiving voices directly from the loudspeakers of, of his radio. And that, that is what we call the direct radio voices. In, uh, in contrast to EVP, which cannot be heard while the operator is recording, only when he or she uh, plays back the recording. So how did this all begin for you? Well, that began when I had a friend here in this part of Spain where I now live because when I arrived here, I met a, a woman from La Coruña, really, not right here in Vigo, where I, near Vigo, where I have the house, but from La Coruña. And uh, she, she was in a very difficult uh, condition. She had tried to commit uh, suicide two or three times. Her husband had prevented it. She was extremely, extremely skinny, weighed something like 40 kilograms. She was not, she was medium height, so uh, looked very pale. She asked one day if she could come and see me for some reason. Somebody, I suppose, had told her that I was interested. Mind you, I had not started this ITC experiment yet. So she came and yes, I said, of course, certainly I will happy to speak with her and found her in such a terrible condition. I felt so sorry for this woman. She was a convicted materialist. She was one of these people, very left-wing, for whom only material things exist and no transcendence and nothing of that sort. Of course, no religion at all. As, as, as it was with me, um, well, I still have no religion whatsoever anyway. But so I felt sorry and said, well, I do not know how to help you, but maybe we can ask. There was a very famous priest in Spain, now at the, level, at the national level. He was a, a, a Jesuit. He had published a lot about um, the so-called paranormal. And I said, why don't we go and meet him and ask him? Maybe he can advise us. So we went to Madrid, invited him for lunch. He came for lunch. And at the end of it, she told him the whole story. At the end of it, um, he said, why don't you try ITC to communicate with her son? I do not know if I said she 
had lost her only son at the age of 18 uh, in a sailing accident. A couple of weeks later, we started experimenting. It is in my first book, which is called Electronic Voices, Contact with Another Dimension. So, and we started a couple of months later, we had our first um, replies, EVP replies. I and we, and like everybody else in this field, always start by the EVP. And those were the first, first voices we had, EVP voices. That is, we could not hear them, but when we rewound the tape, in this case tapes, yes, there were voices there. And the, the voices got, got louder and many more all the time. There were so many voices. All the time, practically. So I one day I was alone, and I started in the meantime. I started experimenting alone, which is without this friend of mine, and her husband, and another friend of mine who is a technician, and he was the only one who knew about ITC. He was born in Buenos Aires, had studied in the technical university in the faculty of engineering, electronics, and he knew about ITC. He was very interested in this type of um, electronically mediated phenomena. And so we so asked him, would you like to help us? Because we have no idea whatsoever about this. So we started exp experimenting, this first group, this initial and very small group, three people, my friend Lola, myself, and Carlos. And one day, I was alone here in my studio, which is inside my house. And as usual, I sat down and I asked, well, the typical EVP experiment. And on this occasion, the question I asked was, we are receiving so many voices. Does this mean that we are in contact? with some station in your world or something? Short time after I asked this question, a very loud voice started replying to me through the loudspeaker of the radio directly into the air. And this was very loud and this was very, almost shouting really. And it, 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 it replied to me, pertinent re replies as it is, in my CD, which I published with the, with the first book. And this uh, proved to be later on from Ryudu Tempo Station, which is um, translation into Portuguese of uh, Timestream, which is Zeitstrom in German. And this is the name of the station because the first time they communicated, well, was with the Luxembourg uh, group in German and Luxembourgese. So he said he, he was from the Portuguese group at the time stream. He never said time stream. I translated it. Rio do Tempo, he said. Uh, and so from, from then on, these direct radio voices started and till today. 
Not so frequently today as it used to be, because at the beginning I had um, voices um, every time I turned my radios on, practically, not exactly, of course, but practically. And the voices were very good. They, the contact lasted for a long time, over half an hour and more. Voices were, were always speaking to me, to me at a certain point, and to my friend Carlos, because this uh, friend of mine, she desperately wanted to contact her son. And she never managed to contact her son. I once asked for a, a message for her, and yes, I got a message for her, an EVP message, that was. But she, all she wanted was not to contact the next dimension. All she wanted was to contact her son. And that, um, really, that wish did not fully come true because she was never, never established this contact. Well, she and the communicators and whatever it was, that I don't know. And at a certain point, she stopped coming because it, it was very far, so she no longer came at a certain point. And we stayed, and the voices were practically always there. And that's how it started. And with the time stream station, what do you imagine that is? Is it like a, some sort of group of spirits that get together and work in a particular space to communicate? Um, I do not know about space in that next dimension I suppose as they have told me once they have another space so yes I think it's a center let's put it this way a center were uh, supervised by high entities I mean um, the utmost um, level of these of these contacts happened in Luxembourg with um, Maggie and Jules Harsch-Fischbach, and it was Zeitstrom Station, time stream, if you wish, translated. And, um, well, they, they got all types of information whatsoever, all, literally all, and computer texts and messages, and the contacts were directed by high entities from the next dimension of life. So they explained what the station was. They had already told Friedrich Jurgensen. So this comes from the very beginning of ITC. But they elaborated further. So this is supposedly a center where interested people work. It's not easy. It's a, it's a very big mistake to, to think that a person or whoever in the next world wants to communicate with this world and, and does it. It's not easy at all, according to what they tell us directly through ITC, which is an objective, not mediumistic communication, as you know. So um, this is a station, a center, and the people assemble there. They are supposed, according to what they say and said in Luxembourg, to work under the direction of high-level entities. 
and uh, and they practice and practice and practice. Finally, they manage to reach our level, contact certain people who naturally must be very interested in the contacts. Otherwise, they will never get a. They will never achieve that contact. Very interested to have the right motivation. That's also information from their side. Um, a pure heart, the pure mind, are conditions to communicate with our world, said the higher entity that supervised the Luxembourg contacts with Maggie and uh, Jules Harsfischbach. So that's not just a group of spirits, I, I, I would say. It is a, an elaborate center, and it seems that there are there are more than one, that there are several of these centers in the, in the next uh, world. What equipment do you use for this? Do you just use a, a standard radio, or is it something that's a special setup? No, no. It, in, in Luxembourg, it was special, because the, everything they used was... Um, directed and instructed from the next uh, level of, of, of life by this uh, high entity whom, whom the operators called the technician because he directed all, not that he was a technician, of course, uh, but he directed all, all these high-level contacts. Now, I use um, five radios. They are all tuned to different uh, frequencies in the short wave, with the exception of one, which is in the medium wave, in four, 1460, which is known as the Jurgensen wave. And um, just out of respect for Friedrich Jurgensen, never, never had voices in this radio. Anyway, the other ones are shortwave. They happen to be all um, tuned into state-use-only frequencies. That is, frequencies for the use of the state. They cannot be used, of course, not by radio uh, emissions at all, ever, or by any private... Um, radio operator, whatsoever. They are for state use, for emergencies. And each country has its own. I, these frequencies, I did not decide about them, as I'm telling you, not at all. This happened, they happened to be these frequencies. We happened to, to, to know that they were state reserved, state-use reserved frequencies much later, a couple of years later, after I started using them. I picked them up in collaboration with my communicators. They used to tell me, no, that one is not good. Yes, that one is good. That one is still not good. Until I got these ones that I have. And years later, a lecturer 
And his field was exactly physics of radio transmissions or whatever. And once he asked me, would you mind if I check which frequencies you use? He said, no, not at all. Of course, go ahead. So we did and make a note of them. And um, a few days later, he came back and said, listen, I already know what these frequencies are. And that's when he told me, these are, this is published. They are all for um, statues only. Uh, any in, in, inter, intermission into these frequencies is totally forbidden and the person goes to jail. So uh, that's how I found out that they are frequencies where radio emissions, normal radio emissions, cannot be received. Hello listeners, this is Simon. Now some of you know I have a diploma in clinical hypnotherapy and I'm certified in past life regression therapy. And in the past few weeks I've taken many clients through some amazing and healing past life regressions. And I conduct sessions over Zoom and I've had clients from many countries around the world. Now when you go through a past life regression you will feel totally in control and remember everything. And also I record the whole session and send you an MP3 afterwards. And this gives you space to relax and go with the flow, knowing that you can listen back later and analyse what you experienced if you need to. So if you ever wanted to explore your past lives in a single session, or have an issue you want to work on, you can go to my website at pastlifeshypnosis.co.uk and book a free 20-minute consultation. And at the moment, I'm offering a 25% discount to everyone that has signed up to the Patreon campaign. The link is in the show notes. Do you feel that to receive these communications, you need some kind of a medium talent? I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I'm not a medium. I have had many, of course, many situations where something, this or that, of supranormal, let's call it, nature happens to me. I, of course, but I suppose many people do. No, the communicators themselves have said that uh, they don't need mediums for this type of contacts. It's other other qualities that are necessary, like um, perseverance, persistence, clear motivation, work. No, not um, not really medium. Not. The, at least, at least, not the classical type of mediumship. A medium between the next world and this world, of course you can call him or her medium, but it's not in the classical sense of mediumship, the one that you use in, in Britain. No, I, do, I don't think so, no. So I'm assuming that uh, the spirit world, they don't have a physical body, they don't have a physical voice box to speak through in their throat. So how do you think the voices are coming through if they're not coming through a voice and a microphone? They do not ha they do have a body. They do have a body. But, uh, according to their information, but it's a body of a different matter. Much subtler nature matter. Not of this matter like ours. It's a body 
of a different matter. Therefore, we cannot see it because we don't work at uh, that level, isn't it, in this world. So, no, they don't have a, a voice box, but they manipulate the radio frequencies with their thought, with their thought. And thus, it's an extremely difficult work. Very difficult, more difficult than any other communication. However, more objective too, because the voices are uh, recorded, registered, or the computer texts. That book of mine that you read, the last one, it's all about computer texts that appeared on Adolf Holmes' um, computer screen spontaneously, and uh, or the images, like in Luxembourg. So this is apparently much more difficult than, than any other communication, but much more objective also. There's an interesting quote in there. I think somebody asks one of the spirits, where, where are you? And they say, I have told you that I could touch you if I wanted, but I have no wish to do that. We are extremely close, much closer than you can ever be aware of. That doesn't matter that they don't have their own world. Of course they do. We also have this world, don't we? Do you think it's totally real, this world? Or is it or is it virtual? Virtual. Well, my world is not the ants' world. It's not the bees' world. It's not the trees' world. What I see very likely is not what they see. So there are so many worlds, isn't it? And uh, it's another world, but of a different substance. Is more is subtler. This is what they say. I'm not. Saying it from my own, from my own spirit, I am reproducing what they have told me and others. So, if you hear a voice coming through, and it's somebody that you knew on this side in life, does the voice sound exactly the same? No, most of the time, the voices, the electronic voices, do not sound the same, exactly because they are electronic, they are synthesized, as they also said in Luxembourg. They said, we try as much as we can to reproduce somebody's voice. Doesn't mean that we always achieve that goal. Yeah. So sometimes they can resemble the voice, many times they do not. Very recently, just like Last, uh, I think it was last Sunday, a French operator, extraordinary, extraordinarily recorded um, five or six uh, EVP voices, that is the ones that you cannot hear directly, from a great, um, well, one of the illustrious um, European figures in the field of psychical research, in the field of ITC, in the field of um, mysticism, theology, uh, Father Francois Brun, who is the author of 26 or 27 works on, not only on ITC, 
but his book Les Morts Nous Parle was a bestseller translated into some 27 languages who died last January as it is well known among the, the more spiritual circles and um, and uh, not only ITC but at, at all levels he was a great theologian um, anyway he addressed Francois Brun and um, I knew Francois Brun very well I was with him on many occasions he told me and taught me so many things and so for me it's it's uh, I mean there is no confusion whatsoever this uh, French uh, young man, Marc Montaluc, he addressed François Brun, and the replies he got were totally, but this is totally, mean, it means 100% identical to Father Brun's voice, which was unmistakable. It was an unmistakable voice. You could not mistake it for anybody else's voice. So not only that, but the content of Father Brun's replies is highly pertinent. It's in this uh, boy's um, Facebook, and it's also because I, I shared it. I was so impressed. I shared it in my own uh, timeline in, on Facebook. So it can be heard there, and it is extremely impressive. And uh, people who, who did not know François Brun um, will have to believe what I say because I knew him so well and I knew his voice so, so well. So if we go to Facebook, would we be able to find that? Yeah. Go, go to my name, Annabelle Cardoso, yes. Morato, maybe Morato Cardoso, and it will be there. And there is an introduction that I wrote in English I wrote it in English because, as a matter of fact, I have had already um, professors of um, American universities that I know commenting on, on the voice on those uh, on those on that recording and the excellent the excellence of it. For these two reasons that I just mentioned, the voice is identical. It is his voice, and um, and the content. Of what he replies, considering, as I said, that it is so difficult to c communicate at length with this world. And besides, this is EVP, not direct radio voice. So he says five or six, maybe seven uh, words which totally match the question and his spirit. It's another point. Because I knew him very well. Does the voice talk about what it's like, where he's gone to, or what, what kind of things does he say? Yeah, because if you go to Facebook, it is there, as I said, six or seven words, enough to match his character. That's another point, very important. And, uh, and to reply pertinently to Mark's uh, questions. One of the things he asks... Uh, François Brun is, um, is it really what uh, we are told about the next world? And he replies, with, with, difficulty, with difficulty, we can, we can 
feel the difficulty because, as I said, and I will ne- we'll never emphasize it, it too much, this communication via um, electronic means is extremely difficult for them. They have said it many times and they have reiterated it thousands of, of times. So, with great difficulty, he says, yes, it is true, it is beautiful, it is, um, it is total bonheur, which means happiness. He also says that, yes, he is well. Then he asks, asks him about his brother because he was, his brother had died, um, I think it was in 2006 or so. And, uh, well, he, he didn't miss him because Francois Brun was one of these enlightened people who knew very well. He had no doubts ever. He, he, he traveled the world and watched all different types of phenomena that um, at least the most important and the, the most um, the most compelling ones all over the world. So he knew so so much about all this, and um, and he says uh, he asks him about his brother, frère, brother. And it's interesting because Mark asks him, did you, did you meet your brother? And he replies, frère, brother. Doesn't say yes or no. He just says, brother. He asks him other things, Mark, like, uh, did you meet the Lord? Because, of course, he, he was very critical of the Catholic Church. He was a lover of Jesus Christ, critical of the church, exactly because of that. He did not reply to this if he had um, met the Lord, which I think coincides with François Brun's way. He will not reply because probably he did not. Um, But he says something like, hope, pray, Say our Lord's Prayer, he says, say it, and mainly change your life uh, and something else which I can't remember. Anyway, this is, it's all very pertinent, not only for, um, for the questions, but also for François Brun's um, thought. So something else you say in the book, um, there is a communication where they said, you are in time. We are outside time. And what do you think they meant by that? That there is no time in their dimension. So it's a kind of eternal existence, uh, infinite, but there's no passage of time. Exactly. That's what I understand by, by, by it. They said on another occasion, to me also, that one was to me, we are in another dimension we are beyond beyond time. So you also talk about united souls. Could you tell us about that? Well, they have mentioned that so many times to so many operators, ITC operators, the, the so-called group souls. But that is a, an old concept of the, I suppose, of some of some uh, 
See, I, I, I really do not know much about religions because I'm not interested and I was never a religious person in my life. So I'm kind of a lay person, isn't it? Um, not a, a atheist, but agnostic I am. So anyway, the, the group souls have been, have been mentioned throughout uh, the times in the history of religions and of transcendental matters, also by Friedrich um, Myers through the automatic writing of Geraldine um, Cummins, The Road to Immortality. He describes the group soul, constituted by thousands of beings, plants, minerals, animals, humans, let's say the ones that we have affinity with. And again to me, on several occasions, uh, my communicators have spoken about uh, our group and their group, yes, indeed, yeah. It says in your book that there is an ITC bridge that Rio de Tempo has established with your house. Do you understand what they mean by that? I understand. <laughs> I wish I did more, but I think the concept of the bridge is also old. Uh, I mean, from the time of Friedrich Jürgensen, who was really the great pioneer. It's like a, a spiritual bridge, psychic if you wish, spiritual if you wish, energy if you wish. I do not know how to call it. It's all these things together, I suppose, except a, a, bri a brick bridge. That's for sure is, is not a brick bridge, for sure. Anyway, so, yeah, that's, well, it's this direct communication, isn't it? Very difficult to build, according to Jürgensen. I have here, I always have it near because I work a lot with it, the um, voice transmissions with the deceased was a gift from the Jürgensen Foundation to me years ago. And even yesterday I was re-reading about this concept of the bridge that he mentions frequently in this book, the only translation into English of his, uh, of his books written in Swedish and in, uh, and in German. And uh, that, that, well, it, it's, there is, we don't know more than this. What else do, do we know? He calls it um, the spiritual bridge. Well, it's a denomination as good as as any other, I would say. Or it seems like the spirit world is so different to ours that our language isn't capable of describing what it is. Yeah, exactly. And they have said that also, not to me, but in Luxembourg. Exactly, they have said we sometimes send you pictures of your own world, ours here, is ours, yours and mine here. Because it's it's like um it's a way of telling you what we want to convey because we have no other way except show you the things that you recognize. Otherwise, you we would be telling you about things that you can't even imagine. So that's exactly what you are saying. Uh, in other words, isn't it? Have they talked at all? Have they given any messages that talk about reincarnation? Well, yes, I asked about reincarnation once, 
and they told me a very interesting reply, which was direct radio voice, this one. It's recorded, of course. And it said, only when, only when there is no other way, as I asked later. No other way for what? And for spiritual growth, yes, for development. If you don't want to use spiritual, as I sometimes do not like to, because it's so, it's another word which is degraded, isn't it? But for development, mind development, transcendental development, sensitivity development, for development. But they only said, only when, only when there is no other way. And it stopped here, the reply. Now, it does seem that there's some kind of a hierarchy over there. Sometimes they need permission to make communication. They always need permission to make communication through these, through these most sophisticated ways, which is, as I said, the direct radio voices, the computer texts, the images, uh, this, type of, this type of contact. Uh, yes, they always need permission. So is it like there are higher level spirits who are in control? Exactly. Like as I said at the beginning, the high entity who directed the whole range of contacts in Luxembourg, and there were so many and so extraordinary, that was directed by, by um, a high entity of another nature, he, let's call him, let's call him he or it, perhaps is better, uh, was never incarnated. I was never a man. I was never an animal, he said. I am of a different nature. So we also do not know what this means because we have no access to this information. How do we know what a different nature means, isn't it? If you don't have... If we do not have that different nature in our world, how could we know about it? And do they ever talk about a creator or a god? Yeah, they talk about... You, you know, Simon, in that book of mine, there is an ambiguous, ambiguous I suppose, um, text about God because they do mention God but they n never define God because, uh, of course, God cannot be defined, can, can it? They, they mention God as the beginning of all things, the beginning, the principle, the principle of all things. That's uh, easy and that's what they say, yeah. So also something else you've mentioned in the book is that you've had lots of unexplained electrical incidents around your house. Is that still happening? No, not now. At the beginning, those were at the beginning of this, of this bridge. <laughs> Let's call it this, the bridge, yes. Because, uh, yes, I think it is. Yes, oh, yes. Oh, yes, I had lots of strange electrical occurrences. I sometimes have one or two but um, not 
um, as much as at the beginning. No, and once these uh, direct radio voices were were firmly established, firmly, it's a wrong word to use because in this field nothing is firmly established, of course. Um, but once they were established, no, they slowly, slowly. They disappeared. I sometimes have things like my radios can turn themselves off on their own, for instance, without my intervention, my intervention, and other things that I can't remember. But I was going to say, it sounds like they were having trouble tuning in, and once they finalized their systems, then everything would be okay. Yeah, or. or everything will be more or less okay. Because as they have said, sometimes even that after that bridge is established, established some, sometimes they can't make contact. Even the last time I had a few words was some kind of week or 10 days ago. And um, they can't remember two or three sentences they said before this, but the last uh, sentence that I could hear, I do not know if they continued speaking, but I couldn't hear it, but what I could hear, last thing I could hear was this voice clear and fairly loud that said the sound doesn't go, does not go through. But I could hear this and I could hear what he said before also. But since this last sentence the sound cannot go through, it finished there, yeah? So it means that, yes, they sometimes can, other times cannot. And asked on what to, on what it depends for them, they have replied with great ambiguity. In Luxembourg, for instance, they said, the contact, contacts depend on so many things. Some of them we don't even know. One thing is for sure. We cannot have certainties in this field. Probabilities, yes. But certainties, no. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And so with the computer communications where the text would appear on the screen, was there a lot of communication like that? Many. Hundreds. In the case of Adolfo Miss, not everything, but maybe, I don't know, 70% perhaps of what is in that book. Well, it's also, it's also mentioned by me that they are, I always, I always quote the source, as you, if you've read the book, you know this. So they, they are from Adolfo Miss, the German operator who was a carpenter. Who uh, died in? Don't remember the year. Maybe ninety six, two thousand and six. One, one of these two. Uh, 
I really can't remember, but was one together with the Luxembourg uh, couple. These are the two greatest um, ITC operators ever. And these are the most extraordinary results ever. Harsh Fischbach and Adolf Gomez, who was closely followed by the German physicist, Professor Ernst Senkowski, was a good, very good friend of mine, who died um, years ago, almost, almost three years, I would say. Uh, I don't remember if it was uh, seven, 2017 or maybe. Anyway, three years ago, almost in September, I think. And uh, he followed throughout his his um, ITC life, Adolf Holmes. He followed his contacts because the the texts that would appear on his computer, on Holmes' computer, were of such complexity and sophistication that uh, Adolf Holmes, who, who was a modest uh, carpenter, um, didn't understand uh, most of what they said. So we would ask Professor Senkowski, who is German. As, as Senkowski told me, he would write in his house things on a piece of paper, for instance, or on a piece of paper, he told me. And he would, at a certain point, tear the piece of paper because he said, well, I will not ask them this, and throw it out. And the replies to what he had written down, um, thrown into the wastebasket, replies to this appeared on uh, Adolf Orme's computer by themselves. That is, by themselves. Are there websites that have recordings of these communications that people could go and listen to? I don't think so, but now my friend Jean-Michel... Jean-Michel Grancyre, who lives in, in France, and uh, is French, is the director of a magazine called Parascience, Parasciences, isn't it? And uh, Jean-Michel told me just a couple of days ago that he now went to François Bruns. He was a very close friend of Father François Bruns. He went to François Bruns' uh, house and he already has all his tapes with all these communications and he's going to digitize them. So, hopefully, I will have access to these because I'm a good friend of Grand Seer. They will be in German. And you had a CD. Was that CD uh, with a book or can people still get hold of it? Oh yes, oh yes. Uh, it was. It it, it was. It, it, it's like this. This CD corroborates the affirmations I make in my first book, "Electronic Voices: Contact with Another Dimension." That's the title. And I I assembled a CD with many samples of my voices, just examples, of course, and mm, that confirm what I say in the book. However, John Hunt, who is a publisher, did not want to publish it together with the book. He said, I have never published a book with a CD because I am, 
I have a lot of experience, and I know that these CDs with books do not give a good result for the publisher because then the CDs disappear and so on. No. The CD cannot be published together with the book. If you wish, you publish it separately, uh, which I did. And then we, um, in the book, we say that it is published and can be acquired through the, webs the ITC Journal website, as it can. Still today, it is www.itcjournal.org. So there, yes, you have access to the CD, and also uh, I think the CD is now in MP3 also. So it will also be there in the website of the ITC Journal. Very easy to find. So you, the book that I read was called Electronic Contact with the Dead. What do the voices tell us? That's another one, yes. Is it possible to sum up what the voices tell us? What are they basic message? The basic message is survival is universal. All beings in this world and in other physical worlds, the multiverse, isn't it? Uh, survive uh, physical death and they go on living in another world, dimension, level, whatever we want to call it. Um, this is a universal law. It's part of the natural law, except we don't know about it. And one of the main and most important messages, well, now François Brun just said four or five days ago, changer de vie, change your life. I think that's a, a great, a great uh, recommendation. You should. And can you tell us about your other books? These electronic voices. Simon, that's a long book. It's it's twice the size of this second one. It goes through my... It, I can't tell you right... I mean, here, what it is about, because it's about so many things. It describes from the beginning my initiation in, in, in ITC and what happened with the first contacts, what the voices said, and... Um, then how the ITC Journal um, started, and then the ITC Journal Research Center, and, um, well, so many other things. I don't have the book here yet, and I have it, of course, but... So it's really about everything that happened to me personally with this Rio do Tempo's contact. It's more... more to me than to other communicators. But since there are so many common points, I sometimes mention also that, for instance, for instance, in Luxembourg, they said the same thing, or in Adolfo Mez, they, a computer text says a very similar thing, and so on. This is the first book. From the beginning, 1998, when I got the first January 1998, the first um, EVP voice, until um, until the publication of that uh, of that CD, which was 2000 and 
11 or so. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for being a guest on the podcast. It's been a really interesting conversation. Thank you to you. Nice talking with you. And nice. And uh, thank you for your interest also. And that was an interview with Annabella Cardoso. Don't forget, if you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so through Patreon. Visit the homepage of my website, www.pastlivesypnosis.co.uk and click on the Become a Patron button. And I thank you for your support. If you're enjoying the podcast, why not leave a review? Also, I'm on Instagram and Twitter. If you want to find me, the Twitter name is at Simon G. Bown. You can message me there or on Facebook, where you'd be very welcome to join the Past Lives Podcast Facebook group. And if you enjoy the podcast, be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or via your favourite podcast app to make sure that you don't miss out on any episodes. And thanks for listening.